completely insane tournament. Late night vibes though. Late night vibes. It is past 2.30 in the morning in the middle of godforsaken central Pennsylvania. But not in Ohio anymore. Not in Michigan anymore. Most of the bad drivers have thankfully gone to sleep. On back roads, going back home towards Lancaster. And I am on for driving. And that is where I meet you, listeners. Sorry for coming at you with a solo podcast. It's been a while, but yes, this is how it used to be for Bottom of the Smash Mountain. I used to record episodes by myself. Not that I recorded a ton of these, but there'd be probably about 20 or so if you went back and checked. I recorded about 20 on my own. Talked about melee, talked about life, but mostly melee. You get it. I had a wonderful time at the Big House 10. First Big House, amazing tournament experience. I can't believe what ended up happening for the bracket. For those of you who do not yet know, this is your chance for spoilers. Although, if I'm being honest, I'll probably have to put some kind of spoilery title in, so it defeats the purpose of me warning you. But AMSA won his first super major, his first large event, and there's probably not really that long of a list of tournaments as stacked as this one, historically speaking, throughout Melee's history. I know that Wizrobe doesn't count for top top 50 or whatever we ranked most recently for the MPGR, because Wizrobe did not attend enough events to be ranked, but... Holy shit. There were only three players missing out of the top 25. <laughs> and then Wizrobe. <laughs> you had Leffen, you had IBDW, you had Zane, you had Mango, you had Hungrybox. And then there was a breakout performance from Sunsei, who has always been known for being cracked and jacked as a fox out of... I don't want to say Vancouver, that is incorrect. Alberta, Canada, there we go. I think that's closer to being correct than Vancouver because Elliot is the fox that I think of when I think of Vancouver, Canada. Excuse me. I was already moving on in my brain to say shouts out to Vancouver, Canada. What a performance from AMSA. Going all the way through winners beating Mango twice, once in winners finals and again in grands emphatically just it cannot be said enough how incredible this win was. I was watching from the media and VIP section. Shout outs to all the people who volunteered their time, hours. I am in the vehicle with two such people who are trying to rest up. It has been a long weekend for George and Heather, but big shouts out for not only letting me carpool with them to the big house, but also for literally working the the, like the entire weekend, it felt like, TOing all day, Friday and Saturday and today, Sunday, running side brackets and such. But 
we were talking about top eight. They were able to catch all of it, so I'm glad they were able to do that. Heather got a medal. <laughs> it's blank. I had some suggestions on what she should put on it, but Heather got a medal, so let's go. 717 Melee coming back with something. And obviously, big shouts out to George as well. So this has been a, an amazing experience from top to bottom. So I guess I'll try to stick with the bracket for now since that's what most people care about. What was it like in the audience or what have you? I was about 30, 40 feet away, I guess, from Mango Amsa from that stage. Very close, very close. Wouldn't have to fight through a whole lot of people to get there, but it was amazing to see that up close. I was with Wheat and Jeremy and I, I... keep going back to Jerspert because Jirak I think is what his new tag is but Jeremiah who was one of my hotel roomies in fact the hotel roomie because Jeremiah said to me when I messaged the big house discord I need a hotel room to stay in does anybody have room in a hotel room they've booked and Jeremiah came through so shouts out to Jeremiah let's go yes sir that's something that he said a lot and I'm gonna say that a lot for the next couple of weeks because you know you absorb things about people that you like and I like you Jeremiah maybe I didn't say that enough but I do and I did and I do and I still do and I want to see you at Genesis 9 anyway it was me and Wheat jumping up and down holding each other jumping up and down as Amsa won game four game five excuse me (laughs) game five versus Mango and grand finals off of that parry to the insane punish off of the parry I think that when you get an opportunity to win game five versus Mango and grand finals it's like something that doesn't come by every day I think that when IBDW beat Mango and Smash Summit 12 it was just a 3-0 and it was a little anticlimactic and so IBDW of course earned that but if you were to ask him he'd probably say that AMSA had the cooler performance if you will because you go game 5 versus Mango you go last sock versus Mango but then you get the you get the combo of the century I mean it, not that it was super wild and crazy but just that it was right on the spot if you make this combo you win the big house 10 guaranteed and it was like a 60% combo something to that effect it wasn't a true zero to death or anything but you know 60% super meaty mango did not have great DI on the down smash might have been expecting something else I'm not sure what you would necessarily expect because Amsa was comboing Mango towards the side of Final Destination. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Final Destination as the Game 5 stage for Grand Finals, I predicted that as Mango was winning Game 4, like it was midway through Game 4, and I said to Weed, we're going to FD on Game 5 if Mango wins this. And that's exactly what happened. So, shouts out to me. Jumping up and down with wheat and holding each other was an experience that I'll not forget for a long time, hopefully. Wheat was so nice to me, and in fact, a lot of people were very nice to me. Even Blur was nice to me. I'm kidding. I actually didn't introduce myself to a lot of people, and Blur would be one of them. 
In passing, Blur said, I like the hoodie, and I said, thank you. But that was it, because I just could not summon it within myself to introduce myself to Blur, or and to a lot of people, honestly, because my social battery, I guess, only extends so far. Something, something, social battery, something, something. You know? I just can't. I'm not that guy. I can't just go, hi, I'm Jesse, or I'm Cypher. Hi, I'm Jesse, or Cypher. Hi, I'm Jesse, or Cypher. It gets a lot for me to do that repetitively because the second thing about introducing yourself to somebody is to tell them why this, is, this interaction is happening. Of course, it's a Smash tournament. You already have something great in common, but Blur is surrounded usually by people who are in the Blur tier, you know, and I'm friends with a few of those blur tier people, like Wheat, like Edwin. Shouts out to Melee Stats all around. But most of the time, it would be closer to people like Ben SW, who I haven't introduced myself to, or Slime, or Mikey. And I, I've, I've, been, I've interviewed Mikey for the podcast. Shouts out to MikeyTheCheat.com. But by the time these sort of opportunities rolled around, it just felt icky and networky, and I'm not gonna do it. So there you go. There you go. To everyone who's expecting me to be like the introduce yourself to everybody type, that's not actually me on a consistent, regular basis. I greatly prefer there to be a better reason than to just simply go, let's take off these people the list tick them off the list of people that I've introduced myself to and now boom so there you have it I was super excited to watch Top 8 with Jeremy aka Etos shout us out to Etos love you I didn't say it on Twitter but I love you back you get it shouts out to Jeremiah shouts out to Wheat Oh, and Practical Tasks, P-Tasks, one of my favorite introductory peoples. I like, p walks up to Wheat at some point over the weekend. I think it might have been Saturday during Top 64. Yeah, that sounds right. And p walks up and Wheat says to me, Jesse, this is p And I go, oh my gosh, p This is great. It's so nice to meet you. And P-Test recognized my tag from the Melee Stats Discord, so off we're, we're off to the races. So P-Test was also sitting in the same row during Top 8, and that was amazing. To just witness history, all of us together, seeing Amsa going through Mango twice, beating Say, ending that magical winner's run, and then going through Hungry Box as well. Just very, very impressive by Ansa. A well-earned victory. Let that not be something that anyone tries to take away. That was an earned victory. Very much earned. And then before that, of course, Mango himself having a great tournament for the seventh seed, finishing second. Not bad. <laughs> Mango went through Zane to make top eight winner side. That's how crazy this event was. Mango has to go through Zane 
just to make top eight on the winner's side. The uh, the utter insanity. Oh wait, no. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting my details mixed up because after that, after Manga makes top eight winner's side, he goes up against IBDW. He makes that work. So. Mango had a great tournament performance where he beats Zane in a game five outside of top eight. Then 3 0s IBDW to make winners finals. And then, yes, loses to AMSA. But then, once Mango and IBDW meet again in losers finals, IBDW takes one game, but Mango still takes three. And it's a 3 1 and just very convincing versus someone who looks. I mean, IBDW looks amazing this weekend as well and i have to give props to cody who i challenged on the live stream to and we'll talk about the live stream we're sort of working backwards here okay for ibdw to have such an extended break from competition so to be clear it's not like he hadn't been practicing or working back from hernia surgery and hand issues by completely dropping melee, you know, unlike some people. I'll get to that person in a second. Teaser. IBW practice, and it showed this weekend. And when I say practice, I mean, I don't mean just I'm going to play the game a lot leading up to the event, which is good. That's certainly better than showing up after having not played at all, but I'm saying that he showed he showed all of us that even with a break even with a break he can still play at a really high level and get through a lot of good players to make a top three finish so shout outs to IBDW well earned third place and it's just crazy to me It's just crazy to me that somebody like J-Mook or Zane would finish outside of top three. That's just, again, that's, that's mind-blowing stuff to me. And also shout-outs to Soon Say and one other person makes top eight, who I am having a hard time recalling off the top of my head. It's only because it's now getting close to three in the morning and I'm tired, just like everybody else is. But top eight, top 24 were amazing sets to watch on stream, and there were more sets happening behind us in the, in the setups that were on the floor. But, you know, they couldn't broadcast every single top 24, unfortunately. Although I did hear a rumor that Slippy was indeed being used at some or all of the setups. That would be pretty cool if that turned out to be the case. What else? Top 8, Top 24, let's go ahead and close that chapter. That's, that's all done with. How about my tournament performance? Because I did not make it to Sunday, obviously did not make top 24. I went one and two in melee. That was my 
evening on Friday. But first, let me talk to you about SSB4. Uh, <laughs> not not Smash 4 for the Wii U. Yikes. No, let's let's talk about the Smash 64 SSB 64 singles. If I warmed up, if I warmed up more, I would have done better. I wouldn't have won all of my sets or anything. Grant, granted, but I, there was one other player who was new. I could have beaten that person, but I lost, and that sucked because it was we each won a game, and it was a best of three. So in game three, I choked the last stock. It was unfortunate. But afterwards, I played a bunch of friendlies with, with her, so that was really fun. We were both pretty equal in terms of experience and skill. Experience being minimal, but skill being pretty good. For people who don't normally compete in 64 brackets, I thought we both had pretty similar skill. And I ended up doing the thing that I feel as if I can do if I'm matched with skill. If I'm matched with skill with the person who I'm playing against, I feel like I can really adapt to what they're doing and be able to predict certain spots better because I feel like I can watch their movements and I'm not as worried about tech skill in Smash 64 because I have the fundamentals down. Obviously, you want to be able to Z-cancel consistently. You want to know what attacks to put out at, at certain times and once you know that and your spacing is good then you can be pretty oh and of course edge guards of course you have to finish your edge guards you can be pretty good so i'm not as consistent as a regular 64 player but neither was she so we had a good time though it's not as if i was laying down a you know the smackdown or anything but I started winning more than not, and they were all close matches, so it was it was good to play a bunch of friendlies after that, because if I had walked away from all the 64 setups after losing that game three and not getting a chance to actually play, because really I played two warm-up games, and then I had to start playing my matches against people who <laughs> definitely knew what they were doing, definitely had experience. They were nice and welcoming as much as they could be, but they didn't know who I was, so they're all hanging out with each other and kind of leaving me alone. So it wasn't looking good at first, but it worked out overall. So then that was my 64 singles performance, 0 and 5 or whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to fix that, I guess. We'll see. So, for my melee singles, that went not much better, although I did win one set. In the first round, it was me and Giuseppe, Giuseppe, something, uh, I do apologize. I can't remember how the tag was pronounced exactly, but... This is a new player that I'm playing against, and they're playing as Luigi, so I didn't have to be extremely concerned about how that was going to go. It was pretty simple, just up smash a bunch, which is my thing anyway. 
some back airs here and there. Watch out for Luigi Missile because I'm not good enough to know exactly what to do. Versus Luigi Missile, I just knew that I didn't want to get misfired on, so I would stay clear, let Luigi land because this player kept landing on the stage with Luigi. I knew that that was my best bet. I didn't have to worry about them sweet spotting the ledge or anything. And not that you can sweet spot the ledge with missile anyway. It's just that like if you space correctly, if you shoot Luigi missile to the right spot, it's just a lot harder for an inexperienced player like myself to defend the ledge, but I didn't even have to do that. So obviously not necessarily a super exciting win, but the the thing of it is is that if you have a DQ that gives you a win, that doesn't feel good. So compared to what I had, I would say I'll go ahead and take actually beating somebody as compared to getting a DQ into two Saint, which was my next opponent. So now that I, you know, had a little warm-up versus Luigi, I go right into two Saint. And they were very nice to me. I asked Toussaint if they would be willing to come onto the podcast, and Toussaint said yes, and then Nate stalked me, but still said afterwards, just DM me. <laughs> if you want me to have if you want me on your podcast, I'll come on. <laughs> oh, Toussaint, very nice and very good. Such a good puff player, and I'm scrambling around trying to like focus on okay, why don't I just go ah oh, I got grabbed. Like <laughs> Toussaint is so fast. A very fast puff. It doesn't feel like puff is supposed to move as fast as Toussaint can move puff, so. Puff ended up having, excuse me, Toussaint ended up having a pretty good performance for the weekend, so shouts out to Toussaint. I know that I was probably a very forgettable round one opponent, first match of the day for you, but Toussaint was cool. Very nice to me. And then after that, I, yeah, I had, like, this semi-good thing going, I guess, versus a Falco, but for me, lasers and down air, hard to crouch cancel either of those things and actually do something out of it because laser, they're not anywhere nearby you. Down air, you can't crouch cancel it, so I am not exactly sure what to do. I know I'm good at holding down, and that tends to throw people off because they sort of see me play and they go, oh, well, Jesse's probably not super great. Probably doesn't hold down a whoa. So I do try to hold down a lot and counter shine, even if that's not real most of the time. And even if I don't wave shine afterwards, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can. So then how about the broadcast? We do have to talk about the broadcast. Shouts out to Robin. I have said this so many times to Robin and to other people. If anybody asked me this weekend, how did the live stream go? I always said Robin is very nice, very inviting, very cool to ask me to do something. Of course I was going to say yes, naturally. So Robin invites me to do the podcast live I said yes of course I was going to say yes super down it was an amazing experience and cool to get Jake Spear and Oates on with me 
Oates was very nice to me this weekend, so it was Jake Spear. They're going to each come onto the podcast separately at some point in the near future. So I was really excited about that. But being able to open the stream, the content stream, with Jake Spear and Oates was awesome. Something that I wanted to do because I knew that Oates was going to be publishing Major Zine for Big House 10 was to write a piece for it. And in general, I was looking for a theme. I was looking for a theme that made sense for me to write a piece for. So when Oates announced a while back on the Major Zine Discord and on Twitter, this is going to be the theme for Big House 10 is 10 years of community building. I thought that's my ticket because that's sort of in the wheelhouse of what I wanted to talk about anyway. So if you are interested in reading that, you can go to at Majorzine on Twitter. You'll eventually be able to get to the website where you can read the Majorzine for free. If you wanted to buy the actual magazine, you had to pay a little sum sum, but you get it. And Jaysbeer, such a nice person. I was not sure if my DM would be looked at or not. So before I even DM'd Jaysbeer, I DM'd Hada first. Shouts out, hey Hada. <laughs> I said, what do you think about Jaysbeer for the live broadcast? Because first of all, I wanted Hada to do it with me. Because I assumed Hada would be there, but he just started a new job the week leading up to the big house. So that's why that didn't pan out. So I said to Hada, what do you think about me asking Jakespeare? And Hada said, Jakespeare is the homie. Ask Jakespeare. So that's what I did. And it turned out super great. When we were kind of trying to talk leading up to the event, I got the impression that Oates especially wanted to have an agenda because at first I was like, who cares? Let's just get into it. And... <laughs> Shakespeare and Oates rightfully asking and and requesting that we should have an agenda. <laughs> and I go, yes, that's probably for the best. I should probably have an agenda for this event. So wasn't super complicated to do that. It was just an extra stressor for me, mostly because I prefer to just have a rough idea of my head of what we're going to talk about and we'll we'll talk about it and it'll be fine and it's cool and it's casual it's fine there's no no need to worry about what exactly when exactly let's just do it and have fun but for a professional broadcast you know i have flashburn shouts out to flashburn and to juno as well juno's sort of overseeing everything and flashburn is the person on the seat doing the things Flashburn's in my ear, and not talking a lot because I was able to connect with Flashburn before the live recording and the live broadcast, and I said, I'm not, I don't know how well I'm going to do if I hear you in my ear while I'm talking. If you want to talk to me, can you wait until I'm done talking and somebody else is doing that, and I'm, I can hear you if, uh, if you talk to me while, I'm, my, while my mouth is shut. Otherwise, I'm going to shut down as a human being, I think. But there was even a part of the screen on the confidence monitor where Flashburn was able to put in notes and Jake was keeping an eye on it too and was helping me with that. So throughout the throughout that experience leading up to it and during the live recording itself, I was just so fortunate to have 
people who were exactly suited for getting together and doing the recording. So again, it's all big thanks to Robin for inviting me. And then it just happened to be like, oh, Marco would be a great person, aka Oates. Oates would be a great person to have on because it has to do with community building. It has to do with being excited for the weekend, taking the temperature of the room. But who else could do it with us? And wow, Jake Spear is a great option because first of all, Jake Spear has the time to be able to do it. Jake Spear was the commentator, manager, person, I guess. I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to phrase that to y'all. But instead of Jake Spear being busy with commentary blocks, Jake Spear was hiring the commentators to do commentator blocks, so didn't have to worry about doing any of that. Instead, Jake Spear goes, oh, I got time, and is still bringing the commentator energy. So I could talk about Melee all day, but I think that if I were on a live stream more, I would be able to do the kind of things that Jake was doing just super well in flow, you could say. We were talking about music and the discipline of learning an instrument similar to the discipline of learning melee and oh I, I love those kinds of conversation and Oates was going right along with it picking up on it right away they were working off of each other they were letting me help guide the conversation I really at some point thought to myself they're just running with it and I'm along for the ride which makes me happy because I wanted that <laughs> that to happen in some capacity with the two people that I brought on, or if it was going to be four, although I, I was happy that it was um, the total of three people instead of a total of four people. Four people having one extra voice in there would have been tough for sure, but Jake and Oates just worked off of each other so well, and I loved how they did that just sort of off of one 15-minute conversation leading up to the event, and we're talking right as we're about to start recording because Oates wasn't able to get off at the Major Zine booth right away. But it turned out really well considering all those factors. And even if you don't consider all those factors, I still say we did a great job. And I hope that leads to other people saying, oh, that'd be cool for Cypher to organize another live recording of Bottom of the Smash Mountain. And maybe it won't be Jake Spear and Oates this time. Maybe it will be Hada, because I would love Hada to do that with me. Maybe it's gonna be at another big tournament that I go to. I know I'm going to Genesis 9, but you know, I can't assume that something's gonna happen just because Big House happened, so we'll see. Or maybe it'll be at another big tournament someday. I guess based off of what Robin said, it seemed to go pretty well from his perspective, so maybe it's Big House 11, who knows. And even if it's the last time that I have an opportunity to do something like that, because let's face it, I don't attend tournaments that are the big ones often enough to be able to regularly say to tournament organizers, I'd be happy to contribute my time and help do something with the live content stream because there's not even a live content stream at some of these events. Sometimes they just go, oh, we're gonna broadcast round one singles or round one doubles or round two singles, round two doubles. We're just gonna do all of doubles today on Friday specifically, so don't you worry, we'll be fine. And shouts out to the other live programs, you know, 
the Coney Smash Showdown? Or how about the Tweak Talks podcast? What about the Reeds with Scar and Tove? It was so cool to meet Scar and Tove in person, by the way. Very nice. They were both very nice to me. I love how... I believe Tove when he says he remembers me. Very sweet. And Scar... would have been, I would have been surprised if Scar didn't remember who I was because we had talked two days prior, but Scar gave me an indirect shout-out during, I think, Losers Finals or something, which was, or Winners Finals, something, uh, you know, something to that effect. He did not say my name or the podcast directly, but I knew he was talking about me when he was talking to Tuff about... I was just talking to somebody about this recently, about how deranged melee players are, and I said to myself, hey, he's talking about me. (laughs) So that was cool. I tried to say Go Birds the one time during one of Mango's sets with IBDW, and I listened back, and I couldn't hear myself saying, Go Birds. And I wanted to do an E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles chant, because the Eagles were also playing at the same time as Top 8, and that Mango was playing top eight but that didn't work out either mainly because wheat wouldn't do it with me kept ignoring me every time i suggested it i would i would go wait do you want to do an e-a-g-l-e-s chant and at first he said what as if he didn't hear me I was standing right next to him and i go no walt or wheat the e-a-g-l-e-a goes oh yeah and then he doesn't say anything And I go, this is fair. I have asked a lot of wheat today. So maybe I should just let it go. So I did. But it did say go birds the one time. Added some flair to the the top eight. So shouts out to the rest of the content stream on Friday. It was a great idea by Robin. I don't know. Again, it seemed to go well, but... If it doesn't pan out next time, then it doesn't pan out next time. How about that? What else? I gave my Twitter shoutouts already, and my brain is so fried. I don't want to try to remember absolutely every single person that I met. How about I talk about people who I didn't mention specifically? What about Rip Con Man? Rip Con Man is a new acquaintance. During Walt's run in his singles pool, which I think two and two is what he did, or was it three and two? Two and two, I want to say. Congrats to Walt on that, by the way. Walt was playing as Mario, which of course draws attention from anybody who's passing by because they go, wow, there's somebody playing Mario on the stream, or not the stream, there's a Mario in bracket, that's crazy. And I go, don't you know who this is? Anyway. Rep Conman was one of the people that Walt played against, and Walt won. Rep Conman's from San Jose, and so I'm going, oh, is that right? Well, I'm actually going to be in San Jose for Genesis 9. And then Rep Conman says, let me stop you right there. I live at my parents, so no, you can't stay with me. And I go, aw. I got owned. Who knows? Maybe next time, maybe next time. Shouts out to Ripcon Man. We had a pleasant conversation aside from the fact that I was fishing for being invited to stay at Ripcon Man's house. That's not actually, it's 
Repcon Man Mommy and Repcon Man Daddy that own that house, so too bad. I guess I'm gonna have to see if I can find housing elsewhere in San Jose. Something that will always be consistent is that PA roads are awful and magnets are not as strong as PA bumps on roads. You just had to be there. For the rest of you who are listening, you just had to be there. Next topic. Where do we go from here? Since I'm normally with somebody interviewing them for the podcast, I don't get to do a whole lot of the introspective work that I did at the beginning where I was very honest about how I felt about how things were going. And obviously things were going great because at the time I was happy to be making a podcast. So how do I feel about making podcasts now? How long do I want to go for considering that I've done over 200 episodes? You know, I haven't done an introspective to y'all since episode blah, blah, blah. So how about that? And I will tell you this now. I'm still just as excited to make podcasts today as I was back in the beginning of 2021. I would say that it's changed slightly uh, since then, but I am just as excited because it still gives me energy as compared to taking my energy. The only thing that has started to become aware on my mental in terms of making a podcast is just simply preparing to record because once I start recording, it's obviously back up to the normal amount of excitement. And I think when I work 13 or 14 hours in a day at work, not that it's always that, but sometimes I'll work 13 or 14 hours, it'll be a lot. And then I might have a podcast recording that night that I'm almost late to from work and I shouldn't be late to from work. I should have gotten home from work a couple of hours earlier, should have been able to have time to eat with my family, should have been able to have time to say hello to my kids. But instead I come home and I give them a quick hello and good night, and I tell Jen, I'm sorry, I have to do this, and then I do a podcast recording, and then I edit it, and then I put it out in the same night, and I hardly get to see my kids that day, and I have to wait another 24 hours before I have a chance to see them again. That's the part that is the most difficult to me. Ugh, 55 miles per hour, that's lame. I don't see any reason why I can't go 65, but that's neither here nor there. Commentary on driving whilst I podcast to y'all. Other than the fact that I occasionally have long days leading up to recording a podcast, I would say it's still just as exciting to me to do this. I do feel as if I'm growing in terms of being able to do the whole podcasting thing. That just simply means that I have refined the process ever since I upgraded from doing it this way. The way that I'm doing it to you right now is I'm talking to my phone. This is how I did it at first. At first I was always yammering on to the phone and then I would put it up through there, audio only. And actually, I think I might make this an audio only episode. I wanna see how real the fans are, all three of you. 
I love my audio listeners. I said it on Twitter earlier last week when we broke 10,000 listens. I love my OG audio listeners, so big shoutouts to y'all. I think I'll keep it audio only. What am I supposed to do for a video anyway? I'm not gonna do a picture. That doesn't sound like much fun. Maybe I'll just talk myself into it when I get home anyway. Ooh, what if I just do it when I get home? Would that be crazy? That sounds like something that would be crazy. Therefore, I feel almost inclined to do it right this second. And that's why I continue to do what I do. Most people would not consider spending the entire night either watching back Melee Top 24 and then driving between uh, 2.30 in the morning to 3.16 in the morning right now. And let's see, we got an hour and 12 minutes left on this drive. Don't think I'll be podcasting for that long, but you get it. I now have to figure out how to do... I think I figured it out. Yes, I did officially figure it out. The window is no longer fogging. Sorry, the windshield is no longer fogging. Instead, it is defogging. That's pretty clutch. This is a vehicle that I have not driven before now, so I feel pretty good about that. Just me and the other truck drivers tonight. Oh, and that one car. Hey, that one car. But it's mostly just trucks out at this time of night. Oh, and the moon's out tonight. That's another setting the scene. Well, the, it's only happening, was setting the scene only happening 41 minutes in. Big shout outs. But we are still live, we are still recording. I have to continue to keep up this flow, otherwise people are gonna go, what's going on? All three of you will be wondering, what's going on? But that's the scene. It's me driving past three in the morning on a moonlit road of U.S. Route 322 eastbound for Harrisburg, PA. That's, that's, that's what we're currently doing right now. I want to continue to podcast for the foreseeable future. I think that eventually I will want to either slow down or stop, but for the foreseeable future, I see myself continuing to start recording a conversation between me and another Melee community member and going, why, why are we here? <laughs> what, are you, what do you do with Melee? What do I do with Melee? I think I'll continue that for the foreseeable future. I sort of like the idea of at least making it to another 300 episodes. I like the idea of starting and finishing a season five, five seasons maybe, who knows? I, th- I think about people like Robin who had to come back from a pandemic and insist, no, I want Big House 10 to happen. And I would say being very successful at doing it, of course, you're always going to have little tidbits here and there, little complaints here and there. But of course, I think that Robin and the TO staff and the rest of the staff for the Big House landed far more of their acrobatics than missed. So especially considering the reseeding, or no, 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 sorry, the redoing of allowing Best of Five to happen sooner for Melee. That was insane. Shoutouts to Contra, Jade, Sheridan, who seemed to have a helping hand in that. And of course, Robin, Jungle Guy. So, I will continue to podcast. There you go. How about that? 
I don't know how much more I have to say about it really because I haven't been thinking about stopping, but maybe some of you were curious, after you make it to 200 episodes, are you gonna keep going? Why do you wanna keep going? Okay, so there, I just asked a good question. Why do I wanna keep doing it? <laughs> because I just feel like it. Ugh, stop asking me these questions. I want to keep doing it because I'm having fun doing it. So I think most of the time people understand that if you're having fun and you're not hurting other people, then, oh, okay, cool, that's good for you. you. You go do the thing and score the points. And if you guys are, excuse me, if you all are understanding of that, then, then, we're, then we're set. How else to encapsulate the rest of this weekend? The Eagles won. I don't get to talk about the Eagles very often, but the Eagles won. So that happened. Cool. I miss my family quite a bit. Jen, Ellie, Ezra. I'll see y'all really, really soon. Although, I had to call Jen when we first started driving back from Detroit to make it clear that I would really, really, really like to sleep in. <laughs> Considering that I'm going to get home at around 5.30, probably not fall asleep until 6.30, and by then the sun will be starting to come up. Huh. Huh. That's going to be tough. I need to sleep in. I'm just so incredibly down bad for sleeping in. You have no idea. Please let me sleep in. Gosh. Okay, so... I'm... I think I'm good. I, I really want to tell you why I want to continue to, to do this, to do this project, but to me, I, I don't usually think very deeply about those kind of things. I do the things that I do because I enjoy doing them. I don't need to convince myself into doing something most of the time, most of the time. Usually, if it's a natural fit, then I just go with it. How about this? I tried to start other things that didn't pan out and they didn't pan out not because of external things but because I wasn't having fun so I stopped and I think for a while Melee wasn't fun to me because I, I was it was hard to enjoy something by myself like playing Melee and I wanted to play with other people but then when I thought about playing other people it sounded more stressful than fun so I didn't do it but now, playing Melee with other people is fun, so I do it. Podcasting about Melee is fun, so I do it. So, there you go. I do it because I want to. Circular reasoning always wins. It's very logical. I'm on my way back to 717. Shoutouts to all the 717 people, especially George and Heather, who are in the car. But also to Jesse, Whiplash, Drew, Mary, Professor Peen, Killa L, Tea Time Tim, who just came out of nowhere, Chamchu, who just came out of nowhere, TKT, The Kitchen Table, who is now apparently in Pittsburgh, so, dang it, come on, kitchen, who else am I used to seeing at 717 on a regular basis that I talk to, I feel like I should mention, oh yeah, CR Burgundy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, CR, yep, that's right, can't forget about CR Burgundy, Mushi, it has been a while since I've seen Mushi, but Mushi 
is so cool. Of course, how could I forget Mushi? Gosh, I'm forgetting other people that I would say, how could I forget so-and-so? I'm really happy that I remembered Mushi, though. Mushi, fellow father. So, he understands and gets the grind. Even if he's not podcasting about Melee, he understands about playing Melee, but also having a kid. I mean, he has he has a son, I have two kids. Doesn't matter. If you have a kid, you have a kid, and you get it, you get it, you understand. I'm not that kind of parent who specifically is like, you don't understand until you have two. I'm not that parent. The only time, okay, all right, let me walk that back. The only time where I am that parent is when someone is talking to me as if they have multiple children, but they don't. If you talk to me like you already have multiple children, but you only have one or you have no children at all, then I become that parent. But otherwise, I'm, I'm good. I I'm try to, try to keep it just in my heart and in my mind and burn you uh, without actually burning you externally. It's, it's all internal burns, you know? Can you have internal burns? Like, you, you know how internal bleeding is a thing? Can you have internal burns? Can somebody tell me that, the answer to that question? Also, wheat, one more thing. How tall is that building in Detroit again? Oh yeah, let me, let me talk to you all about Detroit. That was my first time in Detroit. Okay, so overall, good vibes, I guess. Detroit was nice. I was honestly expecting a dump, <laughs> but Detroit was really nice. And thanks to every nicely written thing by Fendrick Lamar, we had plenty of places to go that were good spots to eat and, and, and the such. So it was all around really good being in Detroit. I was, I did not feel super threatened, although I, I do tend to be very careful when walking around at night by myself. I, I had to do that a couple of times this weekend. So, you know, um, I'm like, my guard's way up. Uh, if you saw me walking down the streets of Detroit, this weekend by myself, I apologize. I looked like the kind of person who would assault you <laughs> because I'm being careful to make sure that I'm giving off the impression of if you mess with me, I will mess you up. So that was the that was the vibe I was going for that I was shooting for. Closing thoughts. Next big tournament for me, next major will be Genesis 9. And if anybody's listening who knows somebody, or if you're in San Jose, please house me. Please and thank you. That would be dummy hype. Otherwise, I already know that I'll be staying at the hotel with Firepuff12, Fire Nation homies, Thursday through Monday. So I just have to figure out Wednesday night when I get there, and then Monday night, Tuesday night because then I fly out really early the, on Wednesday, so I'm there Wednesday to Wednesday. Cheapest flights, uh, it gets a lot more expensive, and I thought to myself, I see a lot of Airbnbs for 40 bucks, and after tax, probably less than 100, less than 100 after taxes and fees, excuse me, there are a lot of fees for Airbnbs, but I also thought to myself, between now and then, I might even be able to find a place to like stay where they don't charge me because it's smasher stuff or I'll just pay you know uh, you know throw a few bucks in you get it maybe I could do that huh that'd be kind of cool but 
I'm hoping to just enjoy San Jose and in general the state of California. I can't go through all of California, but I'm hoping to at least go to the Pacific before or after the tournament is done. I can't drive there, but if I fly in Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, huh, I probably wouldn't be able to get out there in time to see the sun set on the Pacific. So that means I would actually have to do it on Thursday and I'd rather not do So I'd have to do it after the tournament's over. So we'll figure it out. But that's the next tournament for me. That is a major. Otherwise, I'm not going back to the local this week. I'm not going to do that because I was around a lot of people this weekend. So if I got exposed to the Rona, I'm just going to play it safe. Although I don't have any reason to think because everybody had Vax cards and everybody wore masks, including me. But if for some reason I get the Rona, I'm just going to stay home, play it safe, see how I feel. And then I'll start going back to Millersville for the weekly not this upcoming Friday, but the Friday after. And I know there's also a tournament in, uh, I wanna say, there's a Saturday tournament. Oh yes, sorry, shouts out to Neil, shouts out to Bard, AKA Neil, AKA Bard, AKA Neil, AKA you get it. The Baltimore Monthly is on Saturday, or is it on Sunday? It's, it's this upcoming weekend, and I would love to go, but I have to set it out because again, I don't want to get anybody sick. Plus, I think for going to a monthly, that's an all-day thing, and Jen and the kids just let me go away for a whole weekend, so I think I know that they know that I know I probably need to hang out with them a lot and prioritize, prioritize them a lot again, because I know and they knew that they were going to give up a lot of time, that I would, I know they would rather me be home with them, so... If that's true, then I need to devote some time to them. So I will do that this upcoming week and the following weeks and so on and so on. And then we'll get to Genesis 9 in January and then we'll do the whole thing all over again. So I think that is truly it. It just occurred to me that I should not upload without the intro and outro, but I'm going to do it anyway. Ha! Alright. Y'all, thank you so much for, for, for listening and for following along the journey. Shouts out to my Patreon peoples, especially Ventus Official, my parents, and PK Smokey with the Journal Project. Sorry I didn't lead with that. I wasn't thinking about that. But... I'm very appreciative of everybody's support. It is thanks to you that I was able to do this. I literally could not afford it if I didn't have the Patreon, so thank you all for that so much. Oh, and PK Smokey, I did get a Big House t-shirt, so I will send a picture of me wearing it to you in the near future. Thank you for that. And for me, that is it for tonight and for this morning. Y'all have a good week.